Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before we start, I have to tell you about Hayley Merrick, Hormone Health Coach. She is the womb-wise woman, weaving two decades of clinical and natural health expertise to transform you from hormonal mess to hormone happiness, empowering you to release overwhelm, manage stress, and balance your hormones in a way that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Providing 12-week coaching packages and online membership, visit loveyourcycles.co.uk for more details and to book your free trial session. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. I have two people joining me today. How exciting is that? I'm joined by the lovely Zoe Jew and Davina Bamba. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hiya. <laughs> Zoe, introduce yourself. I'm Zoe Jew. I am um, an operations manager for uh, Lisa Johnson, who, if you've been following Charlie for any amount of time, you'll know who Lisa Johnson is. But if you don't know who Lisa Johnson is, she's a passive income expert, uh, the foremost passive income expert in the UK, I would say, in terms of memberships, courses, drop shipping, uh, downloadables, anything like that. Not crypto and not really property, stocks and shares, but other kinds of passive income she is the expert she's front facing I'm behind the scenes so anything that you see that is going on that looks cool or clever I've probably created it um and I've just like I've just had another call just half an hour ago where I'm going to come up with more stuff that I need to create so uh yeah that's what I do Amazing. And then I am also joined by the lovely Davina Bamba who is my operations manager say hello Davina. Hiya. Yeah, so um, what an introduction. So obviously I'm Davina and I'm Charlie's ops manager and I basically do, for Charlie, what Zoe does for Lisa. Two years ago when I did One to Many through Lisa Johnson, which is obviously how I know Zoe, I never imagined that my business would grow as much as it has. I was really just dipping my toe into the online world, building courses, building membership. I'll be completely honest. I did not have a clue about tech or anything like that. But I also didn't imagine that within just a year, I would have Davina working with me, doing all of that stuff behind the scenes. And it has freed me up so much to be able to go out there and do the things that I'm great at, whilst Davina is doing all of the other stuff that I struggle with. Um, but Zoe, this is a question for you. If someone's just starting out in the online space maybe they're thinking about doing one to many how much tech experience do you think you need to get going you have to know how to use a computer and you have to know um you have to have i think it's more important that you have an interest in what you're doing so you can learn anything, right? You can go on YouTube, you can learn any knowledge, read a book, you can go and find a glossary of what terms mean, you can 
have a dictionary that will tell you what things mean but if you if you're not interested in it then it's not going to stick so um I would say you need to have a natural curiosity that's probably a, a big thing that you need and um and then the tenacity of not giving up when things don't work because um when it, before I worked for Lisa my big thing was teaching people how to do it themselves I really was passionate that you shouldn't have to go and hire a VA to do things for you at the beginning because I never had any money to go and hire someone or employ someone or outsource um so I was really passionate at people at that stage of business being able to do things for themselves and kind of cutting through the jargon and making it make sense um and you have to understand that technology isn't scary because it's actually beautiful because it's, it either works or it doesn't like there's no gray area so if it's not working it's because you've done something wrong that's fine go and find what's wrong fix it does it work now okay no there's something else that's not quite right that happened this um that happened a few weeks ago when we were prepping for this launch um we didn't know that things wouldn't work until we went live because there was no way of there was no way of me knowing um and you just have to kind of get ready and get ready to for that to happen and be okay when it fails um but yeah in terms of I think I like I don't like tech I think is a statement that a bit a a bit like people saying I don't have enough time it's not that they don't have time it's just that that's not a priority so I don't like tech is another way of saying tech's not a priority for me right now um whereas actually your life could be a hell of a lot easier if you just embrace the tech and let everything let um the tech do everything for you so for instance I just had a call with Lisa and a few new people that were going to take on and I was like oh would it help you if I did this and this and they're like oh yeah that would really really help we came with a call and Lisa sent me a message saying that sounds like a lot of extra work for you and I said well it is right now but for next week and the following weeks it's going to make my life easier so that's kind of what you've got to get your head around when it comes to technology um and but I think the biggest thing is you've got to be curious and you've got to want it to work and like kind of have that drive to make it work and me and Davina always talk about this because people now in my world see Davina as a tech expert and Davina's like I'm not at all (laughs) Uh, but I think like what um Zoe just said about learning on the on the job like you can YouTube Google anything that you don't know what to do and that's sort of always been our philosophy hasn't it Davina Mm. yeah and obviously like Charlie would say to me can you do you know xyz and I'd say yeah sure we can and I don't just know it instantly I have to go and find out about it I think people think that because you do tech you just have everything in your head and you know exactly how to do it straight away and probably 50% of the time you actually don't So if I need to find out how to do something, it's about being brave enough to go on Google, find out and just giving it a go. I think that's that's the big thing, isn't it? And then actually, like sometimes I see somebody else doing something, you know, someone's launching something. I'll have a look. Oh, what's their sales page? Like, how's they linked to that? And it's like then going into other people's and seeing how they're doing their technology, isn't it? And seeing if there's a better way of doing it and how you're already doing it. This is how me and Davina got together in the first place because I messaged three people and I asked them all the same question I was like uh, my email is hosted in active campaign do you work in active campaign and the other two people well all three people said no (laughs) but Davina said no but I can learn let's jump on a call and she did and then she took over my emails and then 
months later she was literally running the whole business for me but that's what I think you need to have have that tenacity like you say to learn to be open-minded and think yeah I can do it but sometimes people are so scared it holds them back mm. it is scary like I say like Charlie messaged me can you do active campaign like, no but let's give it a go and I remember the first email that I sent out I was like, oh my gosh have I done it right but you just have to to go with it isn't it and now I send an email out you know all the time you just you we just still get scared during launch though don't yeah. we the automation won't work <laughs> I think when you're in a role such such as Davina and I have, the, pe- the people that do well in roles like ours are people who are happy not to be number one. So they're happy to be successful, but not necessarily have their name attached to that success. Like they're very separate from, it's, it's kind of like a, um, a win for the team is a win for me rather than a win for me is a win for the team, if that makes sense. And um, so the way I view it and I'm sure Davino will say exactly the same if you were to ask her if Lisa asks me something not it's not is this possible it's can like can this happen the answer is immediately yes not oh I'm not sure or oh I'll work it out it's just yes because she doesn't care about how it gets worked out she doesn't care about what I've got to do to to get that knowledge to make it happen she just wants to know if something's possible and then to be presented with that happening um, and sometimes I'll go no that's not going to work because of xyz and she'll go oh yeah okay that makes sense because it, you know if it, if um if so for instance with the launch we're having right now if we wanted um people to have calls with us but they came through an affiliate actually how's that going to look because we want them to buy through the affiliate we don't want them to buy through us etc cetera, etc cetera. so we just need to work out kind of what the <clears throat> what the that looks like but most of the time it's an immediate yes. And then I'll say, I'll give an approximate like, oh, it's probably going to take me 48 hours to work out how I'll come back to you or I'll have an answer for you in an hour because I'll know where I need to go and get that information and just make it happen. And the thing is, you're, you guys as CEOs, your heads are so busy and full of information and ideas and talking to people and being present and visible that you don't need another string of processes to think of you're just handing that off to someone else and I'm lucky enough now that I've got people in my team that I can go can you do this for me and that's how it works that's the that's the great thing yeah and I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there because um that I feel so lucky like I literally wake up in the morning jump out of bed in the morning can't believe that this is the life that I have created for myself the fact that I, I do, I sit on calls all day and I talk to people about how they can create more sales. I help people create more sales. I go to events, I talk to people and that is what I love doing. And I get to spend like all of my time doing that, which is amazing because I'm not doing the stuff that Davina's doing behind the scenes. But obviously it wasn't always like that. And when we got sent home from our office because of COVID, I wrote a list because I was quite down about the whole thing. I wrote a list of all of the things that I could do whilst I was at home that maybe I wouldn't usually have time for because at that time I was head of sales for Robot Reg. That was sort of my job. And one of the things was to make a website for Charlie Day Sales um, and the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. And I figured out how to make my own website on WordPress and it literally took me hours. And looking back now, I was so proud of it, but looking back now, it was quite terrible. (laughs) But everyone has to start somewhere. So like that was me on the 2nd of March, 2020. And by the following January, I had Davina on board working for me. So 
for anybody out there who's like thinking that they're going to go on this journey and go into the online space, I want people to realize how quickly you can, you know, get things going. And, and I certainly did. Um, but what do you think is that tipping point, Zoe, where you do start to outsource stuff? Or do you think there's certain things like websites and stuff that you should just outsource immediately and not try and create like I did? I think the most important thing is to make money. That's the most important thing. So oh, wow. um, things that I would focus on at the beginning are building an email list and having a Stripe account and working out how you can link the two. Because really, you just need to be able to send an email out and allow someone to buy it. Now, it might be through Shopify. It might be through Etsy. It might be through, um, I mean, Facebook and Instagram shops are harder, but it might be through uh, ConvertKit. You can buy through now Active Campaign. You can buy through... The problem is that I think the block that most people have when it comes to this kind of stuff is that they have to pay. So you have to pay for that privilege of being able to sell. But the way you've got to think of it is if I'm selling something for seven pounds and convert kits 29, I need to sell five of things a month to pay for me to have that privilege. So what are you going to do to make sure you get those five sales a month? I remember when I committed to Kartra in my business, it was the biggest thing I'd committed to 99 pounds a month. Like that was a lot for me to commit at that time. Um, all I did was create a product that was, think was £47. Um, and it wasn't even a monthly thing. It was just a £47 bundle. So I had to sell two of those a month to keep Kartra going. So I did all I could to sell two a month. And in the first month, I think I made £700 just from that one product. Um, because I had stuff that was relying on me to make that money. I had my contract clients and that was paying my bills and everything. But this was to allow me to scale. Um if you're absolutely convinced that um, you are not going to do this, if you have to sit and build stuff tech-wise, I wouldn't go down the route of hiring a VA straight out. I would look for someone who would work on a project basis and say, what's it going to cost me for you to sell my email list and be able for, for me to sell a product through it, finish that project, then build up a little bit of a bank and then decide what you're going to do next. Um, I think <clears throat> a lot of people go, I need a VA. And then a VA is a commitment of 10 hours a month at 40 pound an hour. So actually 10 hours a month isn't that much, really? That's two hours a week. Like what, what are you going to get from someone in two hours a week? I'm not trying to disparage VAs. Um, a lot of the VAs I know do 30 hours a week. Uh, yeah, 30 hours a week for people. It's a very different setup. But um actually you're spending 400 pound a month what are you going to achieve from that it's better to spend 400 pounds on a project and get a full funnel set up or a full whatever um but it depends what your where your gaps lie like my when I had a business my biggest block was content I couldn't think of what to say what to write I'm not super creative so creating Instagram and Facebook content probably would have been my first outsource um not the tech because that's what I could do um but maybe it's your books maybe it's your finances you know you you get to the 28th of January every year and you've not done your taxes so is it going to be more advantageous for you to outsource to um a bookkeeper for a month uh, no not for a year I think it comes like quite naturally as well doesn't it like for when I started working with Charlie initially it was just her emails and then it naturally came that I did more and more for her. But if she'd have come, like, for a start, if we'd both start and be like, right, I need you to do all of this, mm. probably wouldn't have grown as well. Yeah. I have to, I have and when you're starting, you, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. 
That's well, there's things I thing. need, and I'm sure it's the same for Lisa. There's things I need now that a year ago I would have never dreamt that I needed. Like when I'm partnering with Lisa, Davina works for me a lot more those weeks because I'm so busy. But a year ago, I would never have imagined that that would have been one of Davina's roles. Mm. Yeah, well, like we we after our first affiliate launch, we saw very quickly that I could not be customer service. Um, number one, I'm not great with people. And number two, it just took up so much time answering the same questions over and over again that we were like, right, we need we need one person. That's their job. They just do customer service. Sandra came in. That's what she did. And very quickly showed that she's really great at picking stuff up. She is a yes person. So now she half of her time is spent PAing for me because I'm I'm a trash person who doesn't clear out my inbox and doesn't reply to emails and I don't look after my diary very well so she does all of that for me and just says I need an answer on this I need an answer on this etc etc and like part of the launch process she's a massive part of it along with Kira and Marie whose roles are not to do with launching Kira's role is a membership manager Marie's role is Lisa's PA or EA whatever you want to call her but all of us come together to do these things that need to happen because in a business things need to happen but that comes with having an employees so like outsourcing is different to that obviously yeah um but it's yeah I think if you need to find the way Lisa would like I'm just a parrot for Lisa but the way Lisa would say it is write down all of the tasks that you do in a week so as you go along through the week write down all the tasks and each time you write down a task put a pound sign next to it for how much it will cost so if it's going to be super expensive no, sorry, what what value it is on your time. So email answering would obviously be one pound because that it doesn't, um, it's not very valuable. But then having a sales call or doing a training might be three pounds. So you're not going to outsource that at the beginning. Everything that is low value, but a lot of time is what you should outsource. So if it's taking you ages to create a graphic on camera, Canva, get someone else to create it for you because it's going to, your time is more valuable than doing that. I've loads of stuff has come up for me that I want to talk about now that I didn't even plan to talk about. First of all, let's talk about boundaries because this is something that you are absolutely amazing at. And I feel like, I mean, Davina is better than me, but I feel like we could both learn from Zoe, don't you think, Davina? Yeah, we, we don't really have boundaries with each other, do we? No. You and I. No. no. <laughs> like literally, I'll, like, at seven o'clock in the morning, I'll wake up and I'll think, oh, I need Charlie to do this. And I'll just text him. It's, not, it's never morning, you've had a good night. So, can you do that? Um, so Lisa and I are the same. It makes me feel better. Like we, we don't really have any boundaries with each other. Um, because Lisa's very, and I'm sure Charlie's the same. Lisa is very much like it's our company. And she's like this with all the team. It's not just me. It's our company. It's our success. It's our plans. It's our future. That kind of thing. So the culture-wise, we're very much brought into knowing that we are part of the success of the company and my attitude is very much like okay well it doesn't matter like whatever everyone else can go away but whatever Lisa needs I'm there for so if that makes you feel better then that's Mm. you know I've spoken about this on another podcast actually um and they were like you know you you very quickly said you don't have boundaries with Lisa but surely that's a really important person to have boundaries with and but for me they look different with Lisa so I would say Lisa doesn't really know much about me she doesn't really know much about me my personal life anything that goes on um, and that's a hard boundary for me to have because I need to keep that separate um I, I do open up to her more and more but generally speaking I know everything about 
her life uh, because I need to, to to help support her but it's not necessary for me to fill her head with stuff that's going on in mine and um, I've got other people to do that for me um but in terms of work boundaries we don't really have any mm. she's the only person there's no one else so the other thing that I feel like Davina sometimes gets is like I'm like Davina like runs the free Facebook group she runs the membership group um if there anyone defaults on payments it's all of that stuff is is Davina so she, she's it's almost like she protects me from um having that but do you feel like that and that is why you needed to put the boundary thing in place or have you always been like that with your boundaries no, um, when I had my own business, I was less strong. And then as time went on, um, I realized that things didn't have to be the way that they were. You know, I didn't have to be available all the time. The conversation, I had a conversation with a client. Um, it was it was around Christmas time, I remember. Uh, it was just before January because she was a makeup artist, hair and makeup artist in the wedding industry. I used to work with a lot of wedding industry clients. And um, I had this call with her and, I, one of my big thing that I used to do was set up CRM systems for people. So Dubsado was my main focus. I used HubSpot as well, but Dubsado was the main one. I would set it up either done with you. So that would be like eight weeks, us together working every week on setting it up. So you know what to do, but I'm there to oversee it. Or I would do done for you. So I would set up the whole thing. And we had a call, we had a discovery call. <clears throat> I knew her, um, but it was just something to make it official. And I said, okay, well, how many how many like, why are you so stressed I can't I can't really see why you're so stressed like you're full all the time and she said I've got seven different ways that people can get in touch with me um and I can't turn any of them off and and that kind of in my head I was like oh my goodness that's just ridiculous so she had her phone her website her email her Instagram her Facebook WhatsApp and another one can't remember what the other one was um but yeah only her email could have an out of office everything else was like available all the time and because she was a hair and makeup artist people didn't really view it as a business which sounds awful but the type of people that were getting in touch were like getting in touch after they'd finished work so it's sort of seven o'clock on a thursday night and expecting a reply back straight away <clears throat> and i said right well if you had this crm system you could just have one link that um, filters into your into your leads list and then you know they get an auto reply you get all the information you set up a call and you're not involved in any of that that all happens without you having to be part of it you just show up to the call that's already been put in your diary and she started crying and she said well, like, that's how is that possible like I need to have my phone number there I said why why do you need your phone number you just get you get to decide how you work and that me saying that to someone else made me realize I get to decide how I work. So for instance, you got my address from, who did you get my address from? Lisa's PA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, I don't ever give my address out. Um, be mortified. Uh, and she said to me afterwards, she was like, oh, okay, address out, I don't think I should have. I don't ever give my address out. Hardly anyone has my phone number. Um, I kind of accept things on Instagram because I use Instagram all the time for friends and for business it, it's really like easy for me and I feel like Instagram's easier to control you know I can come off it if I want to I do not use Facebook Messenger in fact let me read 
to your listeners what my Facebook messenger says. I still get phone requests every day. So my Instagram is the top thing, you know, where you can find my Instagram. It says, I don't use Facebook messenger and I don't accept, for, accept I don't accept friend requests because I'm not friendly. That's like, that's what it says. So I feel very justified in not accepting any messages or friend requests. It's there if people bother to look. Um, and I get to decide who is in my phone, who is in my head, who I get to speak to. Um, I don't listen to voice notes if I don't know you. Charlie will know that I voice note all the time. Like if we're friends, it's fine. But in terms of work, I think voice notes say, my time's more important than yours. I don't have time to type. You can listen to what I've got to say. Um, so I am always, I'm, a, I'm a massive advocate for asking if it's okay if you send a voice note. Um, and if I get sent a voice note from someone that I don't really know, I'll just say, I'm not listening. What do you want? Like, what do you need? What do you want? Um, and I think the biggest thing anyone can learn is to say no. So if it doesn't, if you don't want to do it, say no, because you'll end up regretting it or um, resenting it you know resenting the time that you have to spend and we all have to be really careful of you know since the pandemic we are all available all the time mm -hmm. so we need to be really careful about how we spend that time because otherwise days just run into days and you end up thinking oh my gosh it's March and I've not done anything this year um so yeah saying no is really important Davina, and Davina feels not... exactly the same about voice notes don't you Davina I'm totally with you on the voice notes whenever Charlie sends me a voice note she always starts it with an apology I'm really sorry <laughs> well I'm in the car no, voice note. Every and I don't mind I don't mind Charlie sending me a voice note so no she'll only voice note me if it's if it's either she's it's really important or she's really excited about something <laughs> that's when I get driving. a voice note <laughs> usually I'm driving um yeah Zoe just always says that I apologize about everything and um <laughs> in the email where I said <laughs> obviously don't offend anybody <laughs> I was like Zoe will love this it's me just <laughs> putting out the apology before um but yeah I I think voice notes and videos that aren't captioned annoying unless mm. you really know the person well and um because if you're voice noting with a friend, like me and Lauren were voice noting singing Britney Spears songs to each other. I mean, that cannot be replicated in text. So that's very important <laughs> that it's voice noted. But most things don't need to be, do they? It's hard because like Lauren and me voice note all the time. But because they don't save in iMessage, um, unless I press keep. But yeah, this, the voice notes that she I sent her one of my husband snoring the other night. Because I was in bed, she sent me a voice note and I was like, I'm in bed and then recorded him. Um, but yeah, I think with friends, it's different. And like, yeah, it, in, yeah it's just yeah. with clients. Um, and I, I do, I'm not afraid to say, I'm, I don't listen to voice notes. Can you just tell me? Because the other thing is, and this is the wedding industry person in me. If it's not in writing, you have no comeback. No, exactly. So voice notes have the time and place. Absolutely. Um, but for singing Britney Spears songs, basically. Yes. That's what voice notes are for. Or giving theories about Emmerdale. That's what me and Lauren do. <laughs> or, um, oh, yeah. The other one, Kartra. This is yeah. one topic of conversation that me and Davina enjoy, isn't it? Davina's <laughs> already messaged me about the Kartra. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like, obviously, when I first started working with Charlie, I actually had Charlie and I got to know each other. I joined her membership and... Um, yeah, it was um, quite it difficult was to navigate. Was it like yeah. member, member press, press. Was it, or something like that? And 
as we started doing her email marketing, I said to Charlie, oh, I was quite diplomatic with Charlie at that point because I didn't know her too well. I was like, oh, have you thought about changing your membership platform? <laughs> and I think you had thought about it, hadn't you? So then we quickly moved over to Thinkific. Um, and think I, have, I do really like Thinkific. Um, it works really well. It's really simple. But obviously with all platforms, there's limitations of all of them. Um, so yeah, we keep looking at Kartra because Kartra seems like the you know, the, the be all and end all. But then I, I I do see limitations with that as well. So, yeah, I think it's... Um... But as demonstrated this week, any limitation you could think of, I bet I could give you a workaround for it. That's right. Which I did this week and you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because sometimes with the sales pages on Thinkific, they look a bit standard, whereas... Yeah. And, and obviously was... I've worked the other side of Kartra in Lisa's mastermind and Lisa's membership and as an affiliate, so slick. Mm. And I'll make a sales page and like to Charlie and she'll say, oh, can you change it? And I'll say, no, like that, that's literally, that's my limit of what I can do on Thinkific. Um, whereas obviously in Kartra, it's just, it is a lot more pleasing to the eye, I would say, the finished product. There are definitely limitations with the, finished products in Kartra as well that I find really frustrating um but on the whole the thing I like best is we're just paying for one thing we don't pay mm. for anything else yeah and it does everything that's so good isn't it the limitations in the emails that I have now found workarounds for nearly everything that we used to do in active campaign um and they are workarounds but they work fine um everything that we used to do we now do anyway and it's all in one place so for, like give me something that you like to do an active campaign that's not already what you've told me we'll work around for spy on people yeah. <laughs> i've already told you you know how to do that that's the only reason that. i go into active campaign i'm like oh who can we spy on today <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no well i d- i don't really do that much with any of it no, it can be the biggest headache is going to be moving everyone over. Mm. I'm in another membership. <coughs> I've just had to re-upload my payment details to her new platform. And I just think... No, so we didn't do that. So when we moved everything over to Kartra, um, we I investigated it and found that we were with Member Space, so in Squarespace. Now, in Member Space, the payment processor is Stripe, it's not member space. Now with Kartra, it's Kartra. So someone, if you were to move from Kartra to somewhere else, Stripe wouldn't continue doing the subscriptions, but member space, um, Stripe continued the subscriptions. So we didn't have to ask anyone to sign up again. We just moved everyone across, but we didn't tell them, moved everyone across and then announced that they would get their new membership details. They got their new membership details. And then um, anyone that was trying to log into the old one, they would email and we'd just say, oh no, we've moved it, here it is. So it wasn't actually that much of a headache. Mm. We'll, we'll keep looking into it. We need to <clears> anyway. I've got a question for Zoe. Yeah. Um, so like, don't you find that you get so passionate about Lisa's business? And that's what drives me. Like, I'm so passionate about Charlie's business. I want to see her do well. And, and I think that's what makes a really good operations manager to have that passion. And also not just the passion, but the belief. So yes. I have such belief in Charlie. Yeah. I, that belief in Lisa. Yeah. And so, like more so than her normally. Exactly. Um, but the biggest thing I think that you have to, and this is why not everyone could do what we do, Davina. 
the biggest thing that you have to do in this position of power is be able to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And a lot of people are very much like, oh, I'd love to do your job. And you're like, nah, you wouldn't because you would know a lot of things that you maybe, well, no, not that you shouldn't know. You need to know them. But I think a lot of people think that I share a lot, but I only share what you want me to know. Like I want you to know. Um, Cause like on Instagram, I'm very, very open. And like I chat all the time, et cetera, et cetera. But there's so much that I don't share. Um, yeah. And I think that's the, um, and the other thing is, and you probably find this as well, cause you go along with Charlie to her events, don't you? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows who I am, but because I'm not really customer facing anymore, I don't necessarily know all the customers, which is quite difficult. And I, as someone who doesn't want to be the forefront of a business, I'm very, very visible in one-to-many, especially not so much in the membership anymore, but in the mastermind, I'm definitely visible. And obviously the mastermind's a bit different because I know who all of those people are. But in one-to-many, I'll get people, like, so Lisa's speaking at Expert Empires at the end of the month, and I'll get people, in fact, this week, for when this is coming out, she's speaking yes. on Friday. And... Um, and I will get people coming up to me and say, and talking to me. And I'll have had conversations with them online, but it's just not because on Instagram they've got a different name, or on Facebook their picture's different, and I don't know who they are. And it's I, that, I find that hard to say, like not to say I'm really sorry. Who are you, or what do you do? What I tend to do is when I'm sat there, the child is talking, I'll like go into her group and I'll look at the member in the group and I'll like mm-hmm. point them. Oh, that's- We've been on a call before though where I've messaged Sabina and said like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> myself so um yeah but that's great isn't it like and I imagine for you it's like the other extreme because Lisa's got thousands and thousands of people Mm. you're famous Zoe (laughs) lots of people say I want a Zoe and or I want to be a Zoe but they don't what they want is the proximity to Lisa yeah they don't want they don't want to be me and they don't want me because I'm in everything like people don't realize the only thing I don't have access to is Lisa's phone that's the only thing and if I wanted to I probably could get access to it I don't want to but I mean (laughs) I've had it I've had it in when we've been out I've had hold of it and someone said who was it it must have been when we were in London for the um mastermind day in November um I had Lisa's phone and someone said oh gosh that's trusting and Lisa was like she's got access to everything why would you think that she wouldn't have access to my phone um and I think sometimes people don't believe that but I can go into her emails I can go into her Facebook messages I can go into everything um I don't but that's the whole that's because the whole you hate Facebook, Facebook messenger yeah. <laughs> but that that, that um, trust is like Charlie trusts me to do anything for her because hmm. actually she knows if I go into something I, I don't really care only I go in to look to need yeah. to know what I need to know to help drive her business forwards or get payments I don't yeah. care what else she's spending money on or whatever no. and it's just easier than going oh what did so-and-so say that they do as a bonus I can just go into the emails or the messages and go oh yeah okay that's the whole thing I can just copy and paste it it's just cutting out like Lisa which sounds awful but I mean it in a good way so this segues on nicely onto my next question do you ever get annoyed with Lisa slash Davina? Do you ever get annoyed with Charlie? Is there anything that, <laughs> that she does? Dish the dirt, Zoe. Um, the only thing I get annoyed with is, no, it's not even getting annoyed. Um, we move very quickly. 
decisions will be made very quickly. I have to be on Lisa's lives to hear her say some things so that I can then go and make that happen. Um, so for instance, on the mastermind call last week, Lee, I don't know if you were on it. I, I think you came in late. Lisa said, so tomorrow in Friday's email, everyone on my email list is going to get a chance to sign up for the, for the challenge early. And I went, and she was like, what do you mean? And there's like 12 people on the call. I went, no, can't do that. And she said, well, why? I said, well, number one, it's going to send them to a wait list because you've not told me. So it's, it's going to send them to a wait list and that's not what you want. And number two, are you telling me that you're all of the affiliates who were on your list aren't going to go, oh, it's open, I can send them. She went, no, they, they won't. They won't. I promise, like, they won't. They're, we've told them Monday. I said, they definitely will. And then three people who oh, were I affiliates. Would have, wouldn't I? I would have been on it. Yeah, three of them went, well, I'm an affiliate and I'd send them to uh, to the page. I'm an affiliate. I'm an affiliate. You send people early anyway. And I, and I had to do them manually. Me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So um, when things like that happen and she's not told me, it's because she's she doesn't know what's like behind the scenes to make that happen um, and that's not her job to know that um so I said on a live yesterday I wrote in the comments I was like I'm a very agile employee like I'm ready to make changes I work very quickly um and that can be a reason people don't last in the company because they aren't used to working like that but luckily that's how I used to work anyway so it's fine um so oh, the other thing that is annoying is she's on holiday all the time. So we're always in different time zones and that can be frustrating because she will want, if she's in America and I'm in the UK. So when in Easter, she's going to Florida. So when she's in Florida, she'll be what, eight hours behind or something. And so she'll be asking me to do stuff when I'm in bed, but then she'll have to wait for hours for me to action it, which she will get frustrated with. Um, so that can be annoying. It's best if she goes on holiday the other way because when I was in Dubai, the time zone was fine because it was all like happening during the day and then during the night. Whereas in America, you wake up and your phone's like gone off and it's all happened. Yeah. It's crazy. Go on, Davina. What do you find no, annoying about me? I have an almost similar story to you, Zoe. So I think when it's when we launched Glitter and Goals, like Charlie went in live into the membership. She's like, right, I'm launching Glitter and Goals. You're going to be able to book it from tonight, 5 p.m. I'm like, Charlie haven't done a sales page we haven't discussed this yet and this was at like two o'clock in the afternoon yeah, or something okay. <laughs> so I was like, this happened the other day as well when I was like I'm gonna put a sales strategy session out what do you think about this this and this and then I just put it out on my Facebook group to like test the market see if there was a market for it next minute she's like here's the sales page for it and that's it and it is about being agile and responding and then sometimes you say to people oh I'm just doing this for Charlie I'm like well, you work like that like if I say to like my family, you know, yeah, that's how I work. And actually, yeah. I think it's because you enjoy it as well, really. Yeah. I enjoy working like that. So last June, after we launched One to Many, I went on holiday the next day. I, when cart closed, I went to Cornwall. It was already booked. Like it was already postponed from the year before. And we hadn't, we didn't know when we were launching then and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of said to my family, look, here's the situation. I am coming. I am on holiday, but I'll be working in the mornings because... I need to make sure that everything's on track. Now, luckily, I'd been working for Lisa for a year by then, so they knew what the situation was. And the agreement that we have really in the company is take as much take as much holiday as you want, but you work when we need you to work. And one to many is our only launch. So like Kira, for instance, booked next week off. And I messaged her and I was like, you can't have next week off. And she said, oh, why? 
I was like, because we're launching one to many, you're an affiliate manager and we need you in the business. It's a month of the year that you need to work. Oh yeah, I didn't even think, no problem. Like it was never a problem. But um, at the beginning, it was very much like, this is your job. You shouldn't be working like this. And, but now, so I'll tell you the exact time my dad switched. He's never been anti me doing it by the way, but he, when we were in uh, Lisbon with Kimber last May, we went over a thousand, a million pounds for that financial year. And I said to Lisa, when we flew out, I said, I think we're going to hit a million pounds this week at some point. Hopefully it'll be when we're in Lisbon. So Lisa did a live and I was there and she brought me on and everything. And my dad just happened to catch it. I think I shared it into our family group. And I was like, we've just hit a million pounds. And he watched it. And it was like the first time that he'd really watched Lisa and got what she was about and understood what she did. So now he will tell other people what she does and he'll say like he met up with um some friends of theirs and the guy had just left his job and he wasn't sure what he was going to do and this guy is very charismatic he's a vet he um helps young vets kind of like decide whether it's for them that sort of thing and um he said to him he was like you need to go and follow lisa because she will really help you kind of bring this online and make make it make it make sense to you he's in manufacturing like he has nothing to do with this online world but um I think once I think it would be the same for you Davina like if you brought your friends and family into Charlie's world they'd see why like why it works and why you do what you do and that's yeah like my, my daughter like she follows Charlie on TikTok and then like then Charlie came to my house and she's like I've watched her on TikTok and now she's in my house but then she she loved it and yeah. it did like your whole family do have to embrace your job yeah you know, when charlie was in on zoom didn't i Sorry? i met your husband on zoom you did yeah because <laughs> obviously you talk about your family so much but then especially seeing as me and davina had only been on zoom for such a long time because of the pandemic as well mm. at least that none of the team have met ben my husband will meet they'll meet in june for the first time but ben and sam lisa's husband are really similar and like really happy to be just in the background doing mm. what you do like all that kind of thing um and ben doesn't get it at all but he's very happy if i say like, i'm on a call tonight that's great he can play his video game he could there's a football match on that he can watch perfect like we don't have to spend time together he's fine i, th- I think mine and charlie's husband's very similar as well like neither of them are on social media no they're a little bit amazed by what goes on in our phones isn't it? yeah yeah <laughs> ben's on facebook but only to speak to his family like that's the only reason because we've got a family like his family are all over the place so um it's just easier on facebook to share photos and stuff but that's the only reason he's on there he doesn't really use it right i always end my podcasts with the same three questions so i'm going to ask them to both of you quick fire round um davina you can go first who inspires you oh my gosh without sounding cheesy like you inspire me charlie you do but also like all the people in the online world, you see people doing so well and that pushes you along to do even even more, doesn't it? Um, so it's just the people you surround yourself. It's really important to, to surround yourself with people who do, you know, bring you up. Um, so it's just everyone who's just really successful that in, in the online world that do, do inspire me. Zoe? Um... Oh, I should have said Zoe as well, shouldn't I? Zoe inspires me. <laughs> you, you guys inspire me. I don't know. Um, there's people, I don't really want to mention names, but the people that I follow on social media who are kind of triumphing against adversity. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not adversity in terms of 
um, economical status or anything like that. It's, it's literally by cards they've been dealt in life. Um, yeah. So whether that is their mental health, their physical health, um, but they get up every day and they're still going. Um, there's one person in particular I'm thinking of, but I don't want to mention their name. Um, and they're really positive. They're really supportive. They push other people and are also doing really well themselves. So people like that really inspire me because personally, I'm going to sound like an absolute douchebag now. I've not really had any adversity in my life. I've been very lucky. Um, I have been successful and uh, I'm very happy. And I just... I'm very happy in my life and everything that I've been dealt so I think when people have been faced with like the worst situations possible and then are still happy and get up every day and continue to be successful that's very inspiring for me love it now I wrote a business book that you would recommend but I wish I didn't write business because you can just give me a book because one lady told me about how much she loved Pride and Prejudice and I loved that episode so you can give me any book Zoe, do you want to go first? I feel like you're a big reader. Uh, I wish you I was a big reader. <laughs> I used to be a big reader, but I now listen to a lot of audiobooks. The one that I listened to recently that I absolutely adored was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, I don't know if either of you have read that, but especially go with going to LA two weeks ago. It's set in California, set in Hollywood, old Hollywood. And it's a saga that covers like seven decades um, about this woman and her seven husbands. And it's brilliant. I might actually re-listen to it now that I've been to California because I will be able to imagine it's all set in the Hollywood Hills and it just epic um so or the other one the other books that I really enjoy that got me into reading like I do is um Jilly Cooper and Riders uh, and Polo I absolutely love those again they're sagas I love big thick family like family spanning books of gossip that's kind of my <laughs> vibe um I what I the next one on my list to read um is actually by Judd Apatow the director um, he directed This Is 40 and um, super, I think maybe Superbad, who is an executive producer on Superbad. And I really want to read his semi-autobiography. But it's basically, he went and interviewed a load of comedians. Um, and I love comedy. I'm really into American comics, especially. So he goes and interviews um, different comedians. And I really want to read that. That's my next one. But a podcast is more my thing. Awesome. Davina? See, when I was younger, I used to read books all of the time. Like, I loved reading, like, you know, like Edith Blyton, Babysitter's Club, Sweet Valley High. I love, I love stuff like that. But you know, when now, like, you just don't have enough time, do you, to read? So when I go on holiday, I try and make sure I find just a fiction book that you can just read and not really have to think about it. Even though it's like, maybe like, I don't know, Jewel Mansell or whatever. Something you just don't have to to think about. But my, I guess my favourite, Charlie, you know what I'm going to say, my favourite business book is 10X, um, Grant Cardone. I like I think it's um yeah a really inspiring book um I Charlie knows I love Grant Cardone so um yeah I definitely recommend anyone to go and read that Davina went to 10x the 10x conference in her last job that's why she loves Grant Cardone um, <laughs> um <laughs> I'm awful I don't read any business books I didn't think that's awful I think that's no, fine the last one I read that stuck with me was probably Atomic Habits yeah I like it yeah it's good um Zoe what is a piece of advice that you would give for a fellow entrepreneur do the damn thing <laughs> I love it mine was going to be take action there you go the <laughs> <laughs> just do it what's the worst that can happen no one exactly. buys six six things no one bought 
the seventh people did. So what's the worst that can happen? Um, other other things, like quick pieces of advice. If no one's buying, they don't want it. Change it. Don't put out what you want to sell or you want to deliver. Put out what your audience want. I know Charlie says that all the time. And um, the reason your launch wasn't big enough was because your audience wasn't big enough. It's never anything else. If your audience isn't big enough to get you the numbers that you want to buy, then you're not going to sell. So if you work on a one to 5% conversion rate, that's how big your audience needs to be to sell however many you need to make your money. Reverse engineer it. Absolutely. I love All it. Numbers. All in the numbers. Absolutely. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm going to pop your links in the show notes and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.